This piece was brought to you by Roberta's. Roberta'spizza.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Cow, we're back. Can you dig it? It's opening day. It's WrestleMania day. Woo! My favorite day of the year. It's like it's like on Friday when payday and bath day come at the same time. You just cannot beat that. Holy cow, we're back. And um, before we put the hurt on, though, we want to send out a little love to our friend Chris Knowles, one of the greatest wrestling fans uh, we know who took a big bump. And I got to tell you... Um, we're about to start a new show here at Heritage Radio. But he's uh, making a comeback. He's making a huge... Don't call it a comeback. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he took a pretty big bump, but you know we're starting. Chris has been a great inspiration. We're starting a new show here at Heritage Radio Network, the Heritage Radio News, with the Heritage Radio News team. And um, Chris, who was a famous uh, weatherologist, has inspired me to become an on-air weather personality. <laughs> That's right, Keith. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm just an on-air weather personality. And uh, anyway, we're sending all sorts of healing vibes and love to our friend Chris Knowles. Okay, let's let, let let's get the hurting on. It's WrestleMania Day, and I'm sitting here with two of the greatest minds in the wrestling universe today oh man welcome back to the show keith elliott greenberg what's up keith keith has been the uh, author of many uh books about and uh, about wrestling and with some great wrestlers including the new york times bestseller uh, to be the man with rick flair he's written with superstar billy graham fred blossy and many many more i should use my joe franklin voice many many <laughs> many more and uh joining us also uh the colossal super brain founder of volume one brooklyn and associate editor at men's journal it's our good friend uh, Jason Diamond, whose forthcoming memoir is Searching for John Hughes, but uh, more importantly, he's an awesome wrestling fan representing. Yo. Hello. Can you dig it? So it's WrestleMania Day, guys. And opening day. Does that happen to you? And, and no, it doesn't. I it doesn't. Like, yeah. And opening day doesn't happen. Well, it's, it's actually kind of a sacrilege. A sacrilege. I, I, I think that ma- Major League Baseball could have delayed opening the, day. I, I, right, think, right. I think so. They should have taken a backseat to, to wrestling, the true king of sports. Nonetheless, Jason's wearing a very optimistic Cubs It's tough. Ooh, is pizza coming already? Uh, We got pizza, we got beer, we got wrestling talk. Uh, Before we get to WrestleMania and tonight's event, I want to talk about the Wrestling Hall of Fame, which uh, also went down uh, this weekend and inducted... this weekend were uh, Sting, uh, that's Sting the wrestler, not Sting the musician. Um, I don't like either of them, so who the fuck really cares? Uh, the fabulous Freebirds. That was a good okay. one. Yeah. Some of my favorite racist rednecks. They uh, edited out the Confederate flag throughout the entire montage, I noticed. Well, there was a little, a little bit. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Well, you're saying they were kind of getting ribbed because they used to wear the stars and bars. Yes, yeah. and actually New Day, who inducted them, made a backhanded reference to right. it. Because New Day, for those who don't watch yeah, wrestling... Please explain this phenomenon. Okay, New, New Day's a, a, a three-man tag team. They, 
employs the, the free bird rule, which means any two members at any time can defend the title. So they've been inspired by the free bird. <laughs> the free bird rule. I like that. Is that kind of like the Bush doctrine? I guess so. <laughs> or the New World Order, which actually became part of professional wrestling. Right. And uh, when the free when the Freebirds were being inducted by the New Day, the New Day made a backhanded reference to the Confederate flag because they'd wear Confederate face paint. And they said, we're going to discuss the face paint. And then they said it was red, r- r- white, and blue. They were loyal Americans. <laughs> uh, yeah, the New Day thing. So they're, tonight they're wrestling... Um uh, the Foreign Legion, what do they call themselves? Yeah, the, 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 League Justice, the League of Nations. Uh, this is what's wrong with the, with the tag team program over the years. These, you know, those guys are all great wrestlers, and they, it's just like a tag team seems like a place where you lump guys where you can't seem to figure out what else to do with them. It depends on the tag team. You know, I, it's, I still say this, you know, I have not seen a tag team that has captivated my imagination like the Road Warriors, like mm. the Samoans, like the Moondogs. <laughs> well, like, where's Rex and Spot when you really fucking need However, them? that said, if you were 11 years old now... And, and, and in some ways I am, Keith. Uh, you, you might Woo-hoo. be remembering... I mean, I have a, a 12-year-old daughter, and believe me, when she is our age, she will remember the new day with the way you, with the fondness you attribute Dude, to. Dude, they have a unicorn days. gimmick. I, I think the new day, that they're one of the funnest things in the WWE right now. I think they're lumped against the League of Nations, who I, I think they just threw those guys together to um, to battle. I think what Roman Reigns earlier on it, when they started that, or yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think that works. And they were like, well, we got to do something with them because they're big, they're big superstars. I, I love Del Rio, who's the Mexican oh, me faction. Too. I think yeah. that guy should be the champ. He should be wearing the belt. That's to me what a champion looks like. Yeah. I would agree with that. You know, I would agree. And he also says the pedigree. And uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. And I'm all in favor of this. What I consider like some uh, gender orientation ambiguity among the New Day. I'm, I think that's wonderful. I, I think it's great. Um, and, and yet, I'm not. I'm not convinced. You love them. You think they're very funny. I think they're very funny. As as some may know, Xavier Woods is something like four credits short of his PhD. Yeah. And I I think there's a, a wit to them. And sometimes it's an insider's wit where they just get the joke. And if you happen to get the joke, you feel very smart yourself. And I like that about them. Yeah, and I also think like coming off of like Daniel Bryan retiring, I think they needed somebody that got the crowd really worked. And there aren't many guys that can do that like that. And they, they get everyone in the entire crowd going for them. So well, I admire both of you guys because um, you're, you're still watching this. I'm very unprofessionally stuffing my face with pizza, but hey, it's WrestleMania Day. Yeah. It's like Passover. Why is this day different than every other day? <laughs> Gotta live it up. Actually, in Arts and Seizures, it's the same. More pizza and beer and people I like. Um, but, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get this, like, Beastmaster pizza off my, off, off my chin. Um, I, I am... Oh, there you go. Good. <laughs> and Dave the Engineer found the applause button. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward very much to tonight's WrestleMania. I think the best match of the night uh, might be that uh, Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Um, although even that is rife with its own problems. Well, I uh, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I, I have a lot of... I, I don't know why they're doing it to The Undertaker. I think... You know, he lost. He did the end of the streak a few years ago. I felt like they could. The last last year's match was with the Wyatts. I thought that you know it was whatever. Uh, I just don't think this is necessary. Yeah, I don't know I mean, why you think so, why they're doing this to the Undertaker. That, that as, said, as if there's as, as if this is like. I mean, you certainly can't punish him for anything. He's been like their biggest draw, the strongest gimmick, and um, I kept talk, the company alive. I've talked about this before. The greatest gimmick in the history of professional wrestling: yeah. a Walking Dead man. 
You know, it's like it's like when Bush said the compassionate conservative. I mean, it's a gimmick, you know, beyond anybody's imagination. Yeah. You know, he's a zombie. People say to me, but Mike, you know, it's fake. Wrestling is fake. It's, it's he's fake. a zombie. What part of that don't you get? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't half ass it. That's the thing. When you see him he go, those those re- those matches against Brock Lesnar a year or two ago, I was he was getting he was getting handed to him and. I don't know. I just don't feel like this. I think it's. I like Shane. I think Shane is. It's for McMahon. I think he's likable and he's got a, he's got charisma and he puts it all out there. But I I just I don't know. I just feel like they they were like banking on maybe him versus Sting a while back and then that went you know off the rails and I oh, don't know. a little backstory. That, that, that said, let me just say this. When I talk to civilians, people who don't live for wrestling day to day, that is the one match they invoke. What kind of monsters are those people? Sting and Undertaker match? No. No. Shane and Undertaker. Oh, right, right. Okay. I'm sorry, Mike. For tonight. Well, just a little backstory for everybody in Radio Land that Shane is the the son of Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, and um, the stipulations, which are multitude in this match, which are very confusing. I don't really get it. It's a very complex storyline. I hate it when the storylines get too complex mm-hmm. you know I kind of there was a time when it was getting the narrative was getting a little, little more thoughtful and I was liking that but I kind of missed the days of just a like good guy bad guy in some ways I miss squash matches I miss the guy with the black that's the bad guy which I root for the guy with the good guy is the guy I hate speaking of which we'll get to Hulk Hogan in a second because yeah. that motherfucker owes me 135 million dollars <laughs> for having to watch him parade around that dumb lumbering yellow doofus who couldn't wrestle his way to a paper bag and for some reason they gave him the belt alright hey Mike we got a caller on the line oh we got a it's Wrestlemania day Kalu Kale uh, yeah. caller you're on is listen bro- listen oh shit Mike I know that voice. It's, it's handsome Mike Manitoba. Hold on. It's kind of tough for me to hear Mike clearly and, like, I hear his voice. I hear kind of what he's saying, but it's it's not clear. It's not lucid at all. <laughs> that and could yes. be more of a Mike problem than a Mike problem, if you know what I mean. How long did he work on that gag, Richard? <laughs> anyway, it's handsome Dick Manitoba, everybody. Maybe, maybe stand in the next room and talk. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the Hall of Fame inductions, Richard? Did talk a little lower, okay? I know it's hard for a Jew. Did you, talk a little did, you, did you watch um, the Hall Jake of Fame induction, Richard? About ten or fifteen minutes, you know. And of course, I always get a uh, a little a little warm warm feeling in my heart whenever I see any of the old timers. Uh, Stan Hansen was inducted, one of my all time favorites. <laughs> Who? Stan, Stan the Lariat. The Lariat. Bruno's neck. Broke Bruno's neck. A great day in wrestling history. I was also the night. Uh, <laughs> I was also there the night he, he broke Rick Martel's uh, neck. I, I, no, he didn't break That's his neck. He impressive. pinned him. He pinned him for the title. For the AWA title. And that came didn't up. Break his neck. Stan Hansen actually said during the Hall of <laughs> Fame induction that when he was coming up in the Amarillo territory, Rick Martel pinned him in nine seconds. Hmm. I just got a message. I just got a message from AJ, Jim Londis, who runs that wonderful wrestling uh, NYC um, H. Oh God, you know New York City wrestling uh, thing, and he went on to send a, a champion wrestler to the WWE. Uh, he got a message, and he used this word 
uh, that um, if you want to give me a second, I I don't even um, <laughs> uh, give me give, give me give me two. I mean, you know, I mean, talk. While you but find give me a second, I just want to read the message to you that he sent me because it was amazing. Um, I didn't know what a wrestling word meant, and I was going to call up Mr. Greenberg, who is uh, Mr. Encyclopedia. He sent this message. He goes. Um, Shane is going to beat Undertaker. And I wrote back to him, stupid. And he wrote, it's going to be a swerve. One dollar bet. And I went, what the hell is a swerve? And he went, run in. Shane is going to cheat. The swerve, the swerve is classic. But you see, I we're talking about swerve. I was going to ask Mr. Greenberg. Professor uh, Greenberg, uh, explain the swerve. A swerve is something you don't expect to happen, very simply. Uh, oh, okay. And the perfect example is last year when Seth Rollins came in and cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase right, and ended right, up winning the right. title. That's, that's the definition now, who is of this swerve. guy wrestling? It looks like a regular-sized guy. Like Fred Blass, he was 5'10", like 215 pounds. In those days, it was okay. But who is Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose is him. great. Is I like him. Yeah, he's great. He's great because there's a legitimate instability that he has. He's... It's, uh, as you may know, I, I'm, I kind of have a friendly relationship with the Iron Sheik. And he was backstage one night, and everybody else came and essentially uh, prostrated themselves in front of the Iron Sheik. And Dean Ambrose seemed to be in a world of his own, didn't pay him the proper homage, and that's because he lives on a different plane. But physically and moves-wise... Does he have what it takes to be, you know, a great one? I think so. The wrestlers have been getting lighter and lighter over the years. I mean, I'd compare him to a Piper, in fact. A Piper who, like, you know, probably came in at, you know, 230 soaking wet on a good day. Um, you know, it's not 300 pound behemoths anymore, but, but Piper looked like a wrestler when he wrestled. And by the way, Fred Blassie, you know, what he lacked in stamina, he made up for in charisma yeah, and just being purely fucking vicious motherfucker. But Piper, well, Fred Blassie, first of all, is a different era. You know, it's like saying uh, point guards were were five eleven to six foot two. Now they're as, as big as six foot six. You know what I mean? It's just a different era. And um, you know, the thing the thing with uh, with uh, Piper is, you know, he just was such an amazing character. It carried over. And, and Ambrose is a very good character. I also think it's going to be the best match of the night. That's the one. Who's that? Ambrose against who? Against Lesnar. Dude, I don't even. Ambrose against Lesnar. That's going to be a bloodbath. Lesnar. Lesnar terrifies me. I think think Triple H carries a lot of. I think Triple H is really, as far as as far as greatness and um, you know, if the the total package, he he is the closest I think to to the old school guys. And I always look forward. One of his fights are always one of the very best. So Triple H. Is fighting. Um, it's Roman Reigns in a street fight. Oh, now Roman is Reigns is great. No, that's that's Lesnar. Roman Reigns is great. So I and think seek, that might be seek, the match. Seek of the, of the wild Samoan who, son, by the champion? Yeah. I don't even know who's the champion. Triple H. I don't even know how many belts they have anymore. Oh, so this is for the championship? Yes. Oh, excellent. (laughs) By the way, I think the match of the night will be AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good one, too. Really? AJ Styles? AJ Styles. Is AJ Styles the guy who came from my friend's? No, that's Zack Ryder. Oh, Zack Ryder came from my friend's organization. Is that Jake standing behind you? What? Richard, is that your son, Jake, that I hear in the background? Jake's sitting right here with me. Yeah, put him on the phone. 
raising, they raise the IQ of the show by about 10 points. Yeah, they want to talk to you. <laughs> it, it's Sharky and Keith Elliott Greenberg. <laughs> uh, the biggest mouth in the world is all of a sudden shy and doesn't want to do it. Sharky wants to say hello. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need him to handicap WrestleMania tonight. <laughs> say hello. Hello to Sharky. Jake. Anyway, we're looking forward to WrestleMania you know tonight. Time, you know what Jake did? Now, now I'm going to tell you. We were <laughs> invited. We were invited to the yellow carpet at the opening. The guy who does SpongeBob SquarePants likes me and the dictators came to see us in L.A. And he, he said, he reached out to a friend of mine and said, can I have Richard's number? I'd like to invite him to the opening of the new movie. So we went up to a, a movie theater on the Upper West Side, and um, Peter Zaramba was there with his son. And we had to walk the yellow carpet. I said, Jake, just put on your sunglasses and act cool like you are. And he did. But a second before we stepped on, all the way up, all the way up to this moment, he goes, I don't want to go. I don't even like SpongeBob. I was like, you're going. Get I pushed him onto the yellow carpet. And the kid's so damn good looking and so damn cool that he put his sunglasses on and looked like a Hollywood star. And, you know, I, I look like the, um, like, you know, goofy dork that I am. But I don't care because I'll walk on any carpet. Um, and and uh, so it seems that when it gets to the 11th hour and 59th minute, Jake, who's full of personality and is very good verbally, I wonder where he gets that from, all of a sudden decides, no, I don't want to go on. So what, what can I do? I can't force him. Well, it's good every 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 year at WrestleMania. You're, you're thoughtful enough to have a couple a highly intelligent of a, of a, Jews over here. It's a wrestling show. I have a little bit of a tug inside because it is um, opening day, and I actually have this almost like this neurotic thing about I must see the actual first pitch of opening day, and it's Pittsburgh St. Louis. So I did see the first pitch. I did watch a few innings, um, and uh, if it was a Yankee game on, there's no way in the world it would take precedent over WrestleMania for me. Well, so the Yankee game is on tomorrow. I get to watch both. Alright, it's a double mitzvah no matter how you look at it. Richard, we're going to see you later for WrestleMania. Thanks for coming on. We'll see Jake too. Looking forward to your what he's got to handicap. I'll see you guys later and I'm going to have a nice little spread for you. I hope you guys, none of you are vegetarians <laughs> because there will be meat and cheese and a, a nice Italian cold spread and then I'm making a big pot of <laughs> macaroni with uh, hot sausage and shrimp. Plus we'll have Jim Tiso, hot sausage. All right, handsome Dick Manitoba, everybody. Can you dig it's it? It's a pleasure, Mr. Sharky and Mr. Greenberg. As always, to me, you are our guest of honor here at the Manitoba Man. All right, on. All right, you're listening to Arts and Seizures here at the Heritage Radio Network. Please don't forget, this is a uh, member-supported, listener-supported radio station. So if you're listening, just push the button that says donate, be a member, and um, maybe Manitoba will come over your house and uh, sing you sing your kid a lullaby <laughs> or something. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, this is the moment I get to punk rock. That's Richard Manitoba playing special guest ring taker on this number, Thank by the way. Thank you for having me, baby. My pleasure, Richard. Always a pleasure. And we'll be back in a minute with uh, Keith Elliott Greenberg and Jason Diamond here on Art Center. Just remember this. Seizures. I am the best there ever was. I am the best right. No, I don't know. I am the best there was. See you later, Richard. The there is, and I am the best there ever will Dave be. Dave the Engineer, spin that track. Okay, Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to take the chat? You could have been on, Jake. They want Come on down, baby. Ring it. Are you really ready to take the challenge? I give you the locomotive of hurt, the prime diamond king of New York City. Ladies and gentlemen, the innocent rocket train. Let the pain begin.
Wow, punk rock, pizza, wrestling, and the colossal super brains. Keith Elliott Greenberg and uh, Jason Diamond, whose new book is uh, his new memoir, Searching for John Hughes, is coming out uh, this fall. Um, wow. I am surrounded by greatness. Uh, what else are we looking for tonight? It's WrestleMania Day. It's a happy day. Uh, street fight. We've talked about street fight. Are there going to yeah. be chainsaws? Is there going to be blood tonight? There's going to be a there's going to be a barbed wire baseball bat. I know that. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's and you, and you can't beat that. A barbed wire baseball bat. We'll be flaming. They set it I on fire. I saw that. That's what I heard at least. You know, late, I mean, the last WrestleMania has been. Uh, listen, I'm a gore hound. I mean, I, I, I like the juice. I like to see the groovy red vino on tap, the crimson mask. You know, I do want to see people bleeding. Holy shit, the Dudley Brothers. I was looking at Devon's head in the promo shot. He looks like Abdullah the Butcher. I mean, it looks like, like the coin slots on an yeah. old vending machine is what his forehead looks like. Those ECW guys took a lot, I think. Hey, Mike, we got another caller on the line. Oh, my God. It's like the Jerry Lewis motherfucking telethon here. Who have we got? It's Brian Solomon. Brian Solomon, author of the wrestling FAQ. That's right. That's Pro Wrestling FAQ to you. All right. The Pro Wrestling FAQ, Brian Solomon. So we're handicapping tonight's matches. You got, what, what are you thinking? What's going to be the best match tonight, Brian? You know, I, I mean, from an in-ring point of view, I got to go with uh, I got to go with Y2J and AJ Styles. I told I you. I told are. you. <laughs> what was that? I, I had mentioned that earlier, and I knew you'd concur with me. Well, I think they're looking to steal the show, and I think they're probably going to do it. I think Jericho's quite capable of it. I mean, his work, I mean, when he turns it on, there's probably, probably is no one better. I mean, when he's really do, yeah. doing the full heel, I mean, he's as despicable as they come. I, I, I loved, I mean, it's still one of my all-time, if we can, you know, go back across the 32 years of WrestleMania, um, him and Flair and the run-up to that. Especially was some of the <laughs> some of the best heat I ever saw in my life. That was such good work he was doing, and I'm glad to see him back and not just like you know out the road with his dumb heavy metal band. Even when he was in WCW and he did the memorial for Dean Malenko's dad, <laughs> it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Do you remember he also did something in front of the White House where he, where he was protesting about not getting some kind of title shot? And he was protesting in front of the White House at WCW. I, you know, we're probably about a year a year away from Donald Trump's return to WrestleMania. I'm predicting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my favorite was when I think somebody mentioned when he was counting Dean Malenko's thousand holes. I think that was my favorite <laughs> thing that he did. Well, what, what do you think? We're going to see some gore on tonight's show because I'm really getting get a little tired of this like PG era WWE. I see a cage. To me, a cage was always the shibboleth for blood. You know, I got a question, Mike. What's your new move? Your move. Don't work anymore in the cage. What's your new move? Oh man, the, the studio has been hijacked by Patrick Martins. <laughs> well, it's his radio station. I suppose he can do whatever he wants, but he's going to pay for it. That's what you liberals need to know about freedom of speech. There's a cost. Come with a new move, and then maybe I will. <laughs> what do you think, Brian? There's going to be blood on today's. Uh, well, there's going to be blood at Arts and Seniors in about five fucking seconds. But on WrestleMania, what do you think? We're going to see some juice tonight. 
I think I, I have to say I think that the restrictions on the blood are quietly starting to disappear. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there has been a lot of blood lately. And, and you know, I mean, Brock Lesnar, no one is going to tell me that those two uh, color jobs that he had last year were accidental. I mean, that, those were intentional blade jobs or even intentional hard way juice for sure. And I, I think you're I think if you do a cage match without blood, I mean that's that's like kissing your sister. You know, you know what I mean? When, when they did a they did a Russian chain match a few months ago with uh, with Rusev and Cena and there wasn't a drop of blood and, and it's just it's very silly to Whoever do those kind thing. of matches with no blood. A Russian chain match with with, with, with no color uh, as you say good wrestling argo what, what's the point? What's the point? No cage means blood. Chain match Match means blood. Specialty match means blood. And this allows me to quote Abdullah the Butcher, if you don't mind. Oh, please, quote away. <laughs> you can't draw money without juice. That's that's the way it used yeah. to be. And I remember back in the days when um, what was left of the NWA um, and Georgia Wrestling and Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, which they could get about as far north as Philadelphia. You know, they, you know and then eventually they made it to New Jersey, all the way to New Jersey, but could never get to New York. And I'd go see these cards. At the Civic Center uh, in Philadelphia, and these were the best cards imaginable. It was like it was Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, or Dusty Rhodes and and, and um, Harley Race for the main event. They wrestled for an hour. You know, uh, Magnetier and Tully Blanchard put on shows. You couldn't believe Abdullah was there. Uh, there was just ten ten matches. Juice on every single one of them. I mean, it was a fucking bloodbath, and and it packed the place. That was how they they ran the business. Hey, Mike, I got a question. The particle oh, accelerator is he performing tonight? The particle <laughs> accelerator. He's the bomb, man. Hey, Dave, He's like an a bomb in in the ring. Dave, the engineer, you have my permission to pile drive him. I'm on it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it, Jason and Keith are like, "What the fuck, you guys? You guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the belts on you two guys if you go in there." He's, he's the boss. Like, I, I can't do anything about it. I want to hear some sweet, sweet, sweet music, na- namely the breaking of Patrick Martin Martin's back. Get the tables. Get the tables. There's, a, there's got a ladder match tonight. There've been ladder matches without any blood. I still don't get that. Yeah, they haven't really hyped that one enough. I don't think. I think that's a good match. There's some good guys in that one. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to tonight. Again, you know, it's, I, I think some of my favorite guys, Alberto Del Rio. I loved Rusev, too, by the way. And he's getting, like, lumped in this, like, six-man tag team thing. Yeah, very cuckolded. A six-man yeah. tag team. Yeah, that, 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 uh, that, that League of Nations faction is just is just uh, burying a bunch of really capable guys. I just think that's what a, I'm saying, yo. disaster. Yeah, they were trying to yeah. set them up for something bigger, and I think they just... Just they realize they back themselves in a corner. They don't know what to do with them. I mean, Sheamus came back with that stupid haircut, and they were going to propel him <laughs> to the top. And yeah, he was he was getting a big push. He was yeah. the guy. For and a while. I like Sheamus, except when he's got that haircut and that that stuff in his nose. And I don't know. Okay, well, let's ask Brian this. Obviously, there's been some guys who've been on the disabled list for a while. Which will make the comeback tonight? Matt Harvey. <laughs> uh, Rand, Rand, Randy Orton, I think, is a lock to do something tonight. I don't know what, but some kind of RKO out of nowhere. I'm thinking. Seth Rollins is in, is in Dallas, so he could show up. Is it really, you know, well, he he was at the Hall of Fame. He was actually at the Hall of Fame uh, yeah, event yeah. yesterday, so on the red carpet and everything. And he sort of dropped a little hint. I don't know if it was you know uh, supposed to kind of mislead or what, but he did kind of hint a little bit. 
What happened to the progeny of Dusty Rhodes? Where, where are they tonight? They're around. Uh, where are they tonight? I love those guys. Stardust, Stardust. Is, isn't Stardust, Stardust in that is ladder, in the ladder match? match. Yeah. Ah, and, and, and I think Goldust is in the Jobber Battle Royal. The Jobber Battle Royal. <laughs> well, you know, at one point, you know, Battle Royals are like, you know, sort of like, okay, throw everybody in there and see, you know, whatever, just get everybody's name on the card. On the other hand, it's sort of this like avant-garde ballet of sorts, and there's more weird potential for spontaneity and oddball combinations when you put throw 30 guys in a ring than there are in a regular scripted match. So on that level, it's kind of like the, like the splatter painting of uh, you know, the sport. It's just more, more chaos as, as possible in a battle royale. Yeah, I just feel like they rush it too much. I've seen like the ones they've done recently. It's just like a big rush job where there's like ten guys out in like the first two minutes. So you know, and it just feels like a it's like a payday. You know, they want to get the whole roster on the card so everybody gets a piece of the big payday, and that's all it is, really. Well, the greatest... I can't believe that. I think Bray Wyatt is in there, which shocks me, really shocks. Me. Another another guy they were getting the push, and I loved his gimmick. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a combination of like Doctor John and Stan Hansen. I just don't think they can find anybody to compete with him. I don't think there's anybody that. That he can screw with enough. That's uh, and he's also got like all these huge guys around him that it kind of makes it hard to be like, oh, he's going to lose. Well, I think they got enough. They got enough guys and, and big guys too. We're talking about Dean Ambrose, who maybe doesn't isn't huge, but a guy like Lesnar. I mean, I don't even want to be you know I don't want to be in the same room with that guy. He just fucking terrifies me, frankly. Yeah, he's, he's scary. <laughs> he scares the shit out of me. You know, I don't want to have dinner with him. I don't want to be on the same subway train with him. Um, the the Undertaker is old, but he's a giant. You know, yeah. uh, and Triple H with uh, handsome Dick. Manitoba was saying before, really one of the great all-time workers. Um, you know, he's got a push because he's married to the boss's kid. But uh, but man, he had a push way before then. Yeah. But man, but no, but he, yeah. he, he brings it. He brings it, and hopefully yeah, uh, he's, great. he's probably still mourning Lenny Kilmeister. Yeah. He's also been selling it pretty well leading up to this match, which I really like. Like, he's not phoning it in, and he's making it kind of interesting, so... They're really, I mean, they're, they just want to push Roman Reigns so badly. It's just like. Well, one thing's for sure. We got some of the greatest entrances in the history of the sport tonight. The Undertaker, probably the all time yeah, greatest. the greatest. But, but Triple H, no slouch in the entrance department. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did the Terminator thing last year. It was amazing. Yeah. I liked Rusev, who's now buried in the tag team match, but he came in on the Russian tank. That was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. That was old that school. Was and guess what, guys? As always, it is the fastest half hour on the internet today. Can you? Dig it. It's been 30 minutes of arts and seizures. It came and gone. We ate two pizzas, drank a case of beer. We talked about wrestling and a little bit about opening day. Brian, thanks for being on. Your book is The Pro Wrestling FAQ. Pro Wrestling FAQ, yeah. And uh, I will, I'll stand up for that. I'll mark for your book. It's fantastic. If you're at all interested in it, please pine The Pro Wrestling FAQ. Uh, handsome Dick Manitoba, thanks for calling in. I'm sitting here with Keith Elliott Greenberg, author of Too Many Books to Even Name and the great Jason Diamond, whose new book has nothing to do with wrestling, thank God. It's called Searching for John Hughes. Thanks to uh, Dave the Engineer, everybody in wrestling land out there. We're going to see you tonight at WrestleMania. And we're back uh, next week with the fabulous guitar player Gary Lucas, Mike Geddes for Arts and Seizures, and the Heritage Radio Network. See ya.
for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.